Thursday. Yeehaw! Yes, look at this. It is Thursday. It is nine. So as you okay, cowboys time. We've got the double scotch with us, uh, as it always is on the Thursday. Uh, and we have the living legend from Blogging the Boys and Riled Up Podcast, Mr. Tom Ryle. How are we doing, Woo! sir? Oh, I'm doing well. Delighted to be here from across the pond. Uh, it kind of, kind of, it's always fun to jump into something you've never done before with some guys that you, you know, like I've, I've hung out with Paul on the live streams over at BTB, but uh, it's nice to meet you other guys. Uh, and of course, you know, love, love, love the UK Cowboys fans. I mean, it's great. <laughs> I love England. I only got to spend a week there once long ago, but uh, it's a, a, a great country. I, I wish I could come back and spend more. There's great people. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just i am glad to be here. Thrilled you invited me on. Uh, of course we would have you on. We've got to have the, the, the legend from Riled Up. We've got him there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've missed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your holiday been as well, Lauren? You've been away the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was nice to get away. Um, wasn't as crazy as I thought it'd be with seventeen of the clan with me. But um, <laughs> oh, seventeen, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> including the two and a half year old. So, <laughs> you guys have your own tartan or something? <laughs> hey, I, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, but yeah. Yes. Go on, but, mate. Go on. but I was just gonna say, yeah, it's uh, after our last night's show. I'm very intrigued with what we're gonna be doing today. I'm very intrigued. Ah, yeah, it's all it's all in the pipeline. Don't you worry, it's all there. There's a, a lot to go over, especially with the news that's happened this weekend. Um, talking of getting riled up, we will be um looking at this week's a couple of days ago, Mel Kuiper's mock draft. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, first bit of news though, I want to ask you guys because it literally dropped today. How do you all feel about? And I know it's slightly off topic, but we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back, don't worry. On uh, Dan Snyder saying he's going to sell the commanders, yeah, he's announced it today. Go on, Tom. Yeah, uh, good riddance to bad rubbish. I mean, I, I, Dan Snyder has always made me want to take a bath every time I saw him on the internet, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I won't get into all the scandals and everything. Of course. Yeah. He's, he's to me, one of the, uh, one of the problems with the billionaire owners and billionaires in general, people that just think that the rules don't apply. They yeah. can do whatever they want. Their money lets them get away with it. And, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, of course, it, it took a long time for the other owners to move on him because <laughs> they've all got skeletons and they're yes. all kind of afraid of, of the same thing happening to them. But it, it's time. Maybe some people will clean up their act and maybe the commanders can become like a legitimate NFL franchise again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, in a way, I do kind of sympathize for the Washington football team commanders, whoever you want to call them nowadays, because <laughs> like, who knows what you want to call them now, but I do sympathize with them because it just kind of feels like they're just kind of like left in the dark by their owner who's not reinvested into the team, like the stadium's falling apart, etc., yeah. etc. Et and especially for a, t a team in the capitals, especially, you would think to like mm -hmm. 
mm. you would you would want that team to be the, a pinnacle stone within the NFL franchise, and unfortunately not. Like you're you're seeing burst pipes in the stadium. They're they're changing uniforms nearly every year, trying making like basically coops every year. They try and get money off the fans. I, I do kind of feel sorry for them in a way, but yeah, they're rivals, so meh. <laughs> and it is sad because you know, like we talk generally as we do with the NFCE side of it all, in the you know in the NFL UK groups that the UK Washington Commanders guys they they're so frustrated and they're nice guys as well. And like you know, we seen that last year and they were so embarrassed by it with the um, the monument they put up. Um, yeah. it was just completely, yeah, it's just <laughs> dreadful. And then you have that weird pig mascot as well. And then that oh, just oh. made things it's even worse. You're just like, what's going on with the branding over there? It just needs somebody just needs to grab the bull by the horns and steer it back. The fact they actually stole the actual hashtag and all the kind of branding <laughs> ideas from the San Antonio Commanders, from, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like from the USFL, like you're yeah. like. Where's your creativity? And also the fact that you actually got all the years wrong technically from the Super Bowl wins and sure. the emblem. You're like, you're like yeah. how, could you, how could you get this wrong? Like, <laughs> and, and even like even before they were announced as the commanders, they did the whole name quiz type of thing with Chase Young at the time. And Chase yeah. Young's like, it's like, commanders? Nah, I don't like that one. Like, Red Tails? Yeah, I like that one. Like, all these different, all these different names and commanders was like the least popular and they decided to go with it. Like I, I do, I do have to say that I'm I'm glad you gave a shout out to the the, the long suffering fans, yeah, of Washington because I have you know I have a lot of respect for the for, for the fans of all other NFL teams not named the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, I just <laughs> I, I just uh, you know they just des- they deserve a football team and yeah it is yeah! market in the United States and. It's time that they kind of got back on track and and became a respectable organization. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, I mean, it's the stadium. It's the stadium that really let it down. Like I, I never liked FedEx Field where it is anyway. I mean, it's it's a bit of an odd place, but if you're gonna put it where it is, you need to make it this shiny beacon. And like you said, Paul, it's it's the capital. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's an absolute shame. It, it kind of. <sighs> It demeanors the actual capital of the USA. This is from, well, I don't know about you, Tom, but from an outside perspective, you would think Washington being the pinnacle of the United yeah. States and you've got a stadium like that, it, it doesn't feel right. Like, Parts of like, the stadium held with like cable ties and gates and, and, and fencing and, falling down. And yeah. you have fans <laughs> getting drenched by the sewage water and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cable, uh, yep. c- cables trailing across walkways and stuff, and you're like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, that's it's embarrassing. I mean, it's it's a bit it's a bit of a poison chalice being the being the owner of the Washington team because I mean, if you think George Preston Marshall, I mean, he mm-hmm. he was bad as well. I mean, obviously, he was the last team to reintegrate blacks into into the league. Um, you know, almost tried to block the Cowboys coming in as well, but Clint Murkison bought bought out the old fight song um, and threatened to hold it hold it over him. You know, so um, and then you get Dan Snyder and all the you know Dan Snyder at least when he when he took over he sort of revived a bit of the rivalry that had sort of begun to die off in the late nineties and then 
it's it's only in the last four or five years that you know all the things that have come out, all the um, little dodgy dealings he's been doing, all the pressure and all this sort of stuff. And then the last couple of years, some of the PR stuff, as you say, mm. Mike, the, the the branding, yeah, the rate the rating of a Footlocker score to get the to get the um, statue for uh, Taylor and all that sort of stuff. It's just time to move on yeah. and clear house. Yeah, just just and in, in the terms of like said Dan Snyder, it couldn't be fitting of a surname of dodgy dealings with a surname like that. Snyder, <laughs> Snyder by name, Snyder by association. Well, yeah, I mean because like like you say, Tom, you know, there's a lot. I don't, we're not going to talk scandal. There's no point in getting into it. Mm-hmm. But there's like that whole attitude of look at where I am. I can get away with it. The rules don't apply. And then when it all falls apart, then he's trying to dig dirt on the other owners and he he's not even like oh, I will I'll I, I'll try and find dirt and do it on this he's open about it like I'm gonna if I'm going down I'm taking you all with me out mm-hmm. is this us one worst enemy yeah very true but here's a question for you guys so we're getting straight into the first question everyone at home as well answer this what would you guys prefer all right this isn't the would you rather part yet but it's just something that is cop the sort of popped up this week in conversation. Would you rather? <laughs> so we uh-huh. are going there already. We are going there, already, yep. right? So we've got Lamb and uh, Trayvon Diggs, who are, uh, are both coming up to contract times. But which would be better, CD Lamb with being a first round pick with a fifth year option, or Trayvon Diggs if you could flip it around? Uh, well, for me, I would get Diggs done first because of that fifth year option. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, what I mean is, which would you rather have? Ooh. Would you have rather taken Trayvon Diggs in the first round so he has the fifth-year option, or C.D. Lamb? Or, or as if we were drafting those players. Yeah, so we oh. drafted, because they were both in the same year. Hmm. Lauren? <laughs> yeah. That's, the, uh, it's, that's a tough one. If you're not, not going to let us say both, because no, no, you can't say both. You can't say both. Can't say both. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm always trying to find a little out there, but um, God, I, well, you know, I, I, you know, the fifth year option. It, it's it's still a little bit early to be sure, but I just think that a top flight corner is a little harder to replace than a top That's flight wide receiver. So yep. I'd have to lean digs. Uh, you know, I, I, and that's believe me, that's not a knock on CD. I think he's going to have a great year now that that he's got uh, uh, Cooks Brandon lining Cook. up against again uh, on the other side, or or you know however they line him up. But having him out there running patterns alongside him, I think it could yeah. be a great year for Lamb. Uh, but yeah, I'd I'd have to say if you can only pick one, I'd 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 lean towards Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. I mean, I think in the hierarchy of things, you know, it's normally quarterback, left tackle, defensive end. Well, switch those two around, maybe, and then you've got cornerback is is number four. Um, that's that's how you build a franchise, as yeah, far as that's I'm concerned. So. With wide receiver, yeah. probably your fifth uh, position coming in behind that. Yeah, that's the the classic money positions. Mm. Yep. And, yes, um, and I, yeah. uh, I, 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 I agree with that evaluation. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if, 
in in actuality they don't work real hard on getting one of them signed to an extension and the other uh they use the fish air option on to buy a little time yes um because it, it is harder to find a cornerback than it is but like you say and especially when you think of recent years how many good wide receivers have been coming through in college is it pick your guy i know this year is slightly different yeah uh, but it's just something that, that's cropping up because when you think about it especially with trayvon diggs i think as well cd lamb the talent i feel is obvious you see us there that if this was his contract year you'd just be like let's just get it done with trayvon diggs because there's been this boom or bust with him and last year was a little bit less you just want to see this year what what you've got and then you kind of what i think is like right Lay the fifth year option. Let let's exercise that. It's gonna cost a bit, but so be it. And let's just see what we've got before we finalize it. Because to me, Trayvon Diggs feels he's a cornerback one. And Ooh. you you can argue both ways, I think, that he is and he isn't. But why not if you had a fifth year option, chuck that at him and find out if he is? Yeah, that's that could that's a good bit of logic. I will say that while Diggs's interceptions were certainly down. I think the stats show that his coverage was better. Yeah. So that's a a, a, a a kind of weird, inconsistent form of consistency. So, you know, I, that's another argument, I think, that they need to look at locking him up first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think as well that maybe I think perhaps the interception year was them just say letting – digs loose which i don't think is a bad idea when it comes to cornerback like let a cornerback play with what their strengths are and let the rest of the defense work around that last year i think they kind of tried to rein in a little bit on what they wanted him to do and i think perhaps this year is going to go back the other way again just like go just do what you do trayvon we'll work around you yeah I, th I think there's a couple of things though i mean yeah as tom says that you know the coverage skills were up but um, you know, he could properly do with getting in front of the jugs machine this off-season because he certainly left a few interceptions on the table there. And I thought you actually saw him biting more on some of the some of the crossing routes a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so he needs to get back to get back to the sort of basics of a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and rely on the fact that we have this pass rush. You know, I, I believe that at some point we're still going to put more into the pass rush in this draft if, mm -hmm. uh, and perhaps in free agency as well. I mean, we're getting we're getting performance from in just about everybody that Dan Quinn's selecting at the moment. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, you got to you got to trust that they'll come. And now that now that you got to pick your poison between him and Stephen Gil Stephon Gilmore as well, I mean, you know, there are going to be more passes coming in his way, one way or another, anyway. Um, so just be ready for that. And, you know, I, I don't mean that you go back to being a Byron Jones and just cover first, <laughs> but, you know, get the interception if you can, but make sure that you're steady on the tackles as well. Well, there's an interesting question, right, guys, is that, like, you see in both sides with the last two cornerback ones we've had. We've got Trayvon Diggs, who's getting interceptions, but also allows touchdowns. And then you have Byron Jones, no interceptions, but man, he was locking it down. Like, which way, do, and I've got my philosophy on it, but which way would you guys prefer it? A guy who lets nothing out 
or Trayvon Diggs, who's taking the ball the other way? I like the lockdown guy myself. Uh, Me interceptions too. are a big splash play, but if you can lock the guy down yep. and force the other team to punt the ball to you, that yep. gets you almost as good as, yeah. as, a, as a pick. I totally agree, 100%. Yep. I always hated the fact they moved on from Byron. I was just like, mm -hmm. the guy the guy allowed, like, that is last year with the Cowboys, allowed something like, for the season, total of, like, something like 200-odd yards. You're just like, do you know what that is? That's, like, <laughs> two first downs in a game. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I just find that wild. And then people are like, nope, nope, doesn't get interceptions. And you're like, so what? They're not scoring against him. <laughs> Miami but, didn't seem to have a problem when they're giving me 81 million. So, no, no, yeah, <laughs> sad yep. times, sad times. But you, you're talking of going to other guys. Uh, a, a little sneaky conversation is being had at the moment. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's one that's going on. The Tampa Bay Bucks are looking to try and trade uh, Devin White, the linebacker. One of the teams who has sprung up are the Dallas Cowboys who have raised interest. Would you like that? For the value or not? There is that. You're looking about 11 to 12 mil. So the Cowboys do have the cap space to do it. Yeah, but they've, they, they're getting to where they've got to look at how much they keep. Um, the rollover, yeah, yeah. I will throw in the caution you always have to keep in mind is that every player that's looking to move or be traded or get signed is going to make sure the Cowboys are mentioned along with his name. I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it sticks an extra zero on the end of the contract. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I guess I, I, I'm curious to see what Damone Clark has. That is my yes. argument to it. Yeah, and now that you've yeah. got, uh, you know, Vanderish locked back in for a couple mm -hmm. of years, I think they're in pretty good shape there. So, I would not be real eager about doing it. Uh, I can see some reasons why you might want to but uh you know let's see let's see what they're where they're sitting after the draft and uh, before we we start yeah. even contemplating yeah. that that would be where i'd be because they both go on paul go on go on yeah i mean i'm definitely on board with tom there like and just to kind of look at it from the draft perspective there's some actual decent linebackers you can get and like the third rounds fourth rounds that we crammed that that we jammed that you get like your Devin Clarks, etc. So there, there's a chance you can probably get a much cheaper option for much more longer periods of time as well. Yeah, and yeah. you've you've also got to think that you got Jabril Cox, who okay, subpar season last year, obviously didn't get back on the field a lot, but he's another year removed from the injury. Perhaps like Michael Gallup, you're probably expecting a bounce back here from him this year. Mm, yeah. You got you got Devin Harper, who effectively was a red shirt last year. Yeah. Um, bring bring both of them on if if they've had a year in the scheme. We've got the benefit that Dan Quinn's back, so you know another year in learning that scheme and they're ready to hit the ground running. Then maybe. You, you know, maybe maybe you got this stuff there, and if you've then gone and used draft capital and cash, um, you know what 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 do you then do to, um, you know, you tend to play the money guys first, um, you know, but that's a progress stopper. I mean, as great as Jason Witten was, I mean, look at all the the backup tight ends that we had that you know never got on the field half the time. Gavin yeah. Escobar, that sort of thing. Um, so you, you end up creating a situation like that with linebacker as well. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's this is all true. And like you say, I, I when I seen it, the first thing that came into my mind was both Devin and Devon Clark are that that nice will type linebacker um, on the weak side. And I, I I'm with you that I just think. Let's see what Damon Clark is going to bring to the table before you think about moving on from him or finding some veteran replacement. So, and Drew Sanders is a good option too. We will get into that a little bit later. Um, other news: Aiden O'Connell, Clayton Tune, both quarterbacks. Uh, you look at day three type guys, uh, both in on workouts uh, and thirty visits for the Cowboys. So, does look like I think day three, like. Are we thinking round four, round four? Round four is early, is maybe like the earliest the Cowboys will pull the trigger on drafting the Cowboy. Would you say that's too early? Mm, it it kind of depends on on what's there around them. Uh, I think there might be more value because they're drafting someone as a backup slash developmental guy at quarterback. I I never argue against taking a quarterback late in the draft just to see I'm what you might stumble across. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me the Cowboys did pretty well, like with a guy that didn't get it even get drafted not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> it turned out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, you know, they 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 had a uh you know and, and you even look at Dak. Uh, I mean they took him with a compensatory pick so it was really yeah, kind of like a friend. fifth yeah. round pick. So yeah you know true. uh Fifth round, sixth round is when I'd start to look at that myself. Not that I have any say in the draft room. So that's just kind of where I am on it. They should listen to you, Tom. They should listen. (laughs) 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 Um, But, yeah, let's get into this then. All right, here we go. This is going to certainly fire up everybody. (laughs) This is certainly going to fire up everybody's uh, interest here and everyone at home. So here we are. It is, of course, yes. It is Titus mock draft that happened two days ago. So oh, if you see it, <laughs> with the first pick, pick number 26, the Cowboys took tight end Notre Dame, Michael Meyer. And you go, okay, and I, I can see it. There is talk, a lot of talk from the coaches mm-hmm. um, and behind closed doors about uh, tight end being a priority for them, or at least to be a draft. Uh, oh, little Max in the house. It's good to see him. And obviously, big shout to Elizabeth, who came in. First lady of the room. Um, but the second pick, pick number 58, and this is a guy that Paul spoke about the other week. Uh, and I find it crazy that he's not being spoken about more, is Jonathan Mingo. The wide receiver from Ole Ole Miss. Yes. Mm. So another Ole Miss prospect in the second round, which is quite interesting. What do you guys want? I'm going to say Ultra Cowboy will be jumping for joy, the fact that you just mentioned that name, because he likes, I'm pretty sure he likes Jonathan Mingo. So um, I get reasons why. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. I don't understand, especially when you look at the the year of production he had at Ole Miss uh, with the Rebels last year, why he's so low down. I don't get it. I feel like he should be higher up. He shouldn't be within range of the Cowboys, in my opinion. But let's get everyone's take here. Michael Meyer, Jonathan Mingo, let's go with it. Get angry if you want. I I mean, I don't mind the Michael Meyer pick. He brings brings more the... 
the blocking side of the tight end position 100%. Like, Jason Witten is who he is. Yeah, yep. I, but I would say a lot more physical than him, for sure. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Michael Meyer myself. Um, not just because he sounds like a, a Halloween character, but... <laughs> 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 what about you, Tom? I know you're going to have a lot to say on this mock draft. Certainly yeah. the guys taken after, like Zach Charbonnet was taken after the Cowboys pick. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've I, kind of started to cool again on tight end. I, I'm not going to be horribly upset for however the Cowboys go in the first round because I think they've done an excellent job of setting themselves up to have a great amount of freedom and flexibility with who they pick. Uh, I just did on the riled up podcast uh, yeah. that just went up. We looked at the, at, at something Roy White and I did uh, that uh, came from Bill Barnwell. He looked at the, uh, the 14 playoff teams from last season mm -hmm. and how many players were taken in the first round on each of their rosters. Interesting. None of them had a first-round tight end on the roster. None of the teams mm. that made the yeah, playoffs yeah, yeah. invested that in it. So I, it makes me just question the overall value of a tight end at that, if there's not someone else like one of the money positions we were just talking about they could get. Uh, you know, it depends on how their board is stacked up and who's available. But, uh, yeah, Mingo, no, not in the second round. I, no? I just – yeah, I, I, I'm just am trusting the the other evaluators. I don't look at the tape and stuff, but okay. he looks like he's at best third round pick as far as how his talent is being judged. Mm -hmm. uh, I haven't I haven't seen our own David Howman's big board yet, uh, which I'm interested to see how he has him stacked up. Ah, my BFF. <laughs> yeah, I like. <laughs> yeah, David can be pretty pretty abrasive sometimes, maybe. But he uh, he does put a lot of work into it. Uh, I haven't gone and looked at Dane Brugler's either, but uh, you know, I'm just looking at Brugler's just now, so I'll tell you where he's. Yeah. In fact, just we were actually talking about that on yesterday's show, and uh, we haven't actually seen. So you're actually kind of you're basically breaking it to us right now, Lauren. So Brugler's got Mingo as the 86th player in the top 100 and wide receiver 12. Oh wow! Yeah, so that that so makes that makes him a third round yeah. option to me, which I I can I can buy into that. Yeah, but I just I think second round is is too high. You mm -hmm. think that's a bit uh, rich. You know, and I'm and I'm, you know, I'm pulling for them to get an offensive lineman somewhere in the first uh, few rounds. You know, I'll, know. I'll 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 tip that. I'll tip that. That's a little spoiler alert. <laughs> that that well, spoiler alert. That may be a would you rather draft edition question Excellent. coming up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, for me, I think Jonathan Mingo isn't getting spoke about enough. And, like, we've had outliers of his archetype before, the wide receiver. Because when you watch him, you see DK Metcalf. And when I watch him and you think, wow, and we know how much of a weapon he is uh, in the NFL. And I watch Mingo and I just think, wow, that is a copy of Metcalf. So it's not, it's not bad, but I do get what you're saying, uh, Tom, as well, that, um, you know, there, there are – 
other pressing needs and you can use other ways uh, of finding wide receivers later in the draft, with, especially with what the Cowboys have now on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last one, the last little bit of information, and we get into the would you rather's for half an hour then, and we'll let you get back to your cigar, Tom. Um, <laughs> just, just in case anyone's ever wondering when we pull the curtain back uh, at Blogging the Boys, me and Tom do talk quite a lot, but it's very rarely about the Cowboys. It's mostly about cigars. <laughs> See, I, I, came very unpre- I came unprepared. I was going to smoke one of my cigars tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like we talk occasionally on the pre-game and the post-game shows, but like in the in the Slack chat, everybody everybody's talking like really seriously about something that's going. And me and Tom are like going, "Yeah, so what what are we smoking tonight, then, Tom?" <laughs> yeah, had a sending Crystal each other earlier. pictures. Yeah, sending each other pictures, and you're just yeah. messing the conversation up. Um, but the last one that, that has come up, and it's quite an interesting one, and I know it's from Mike Fisher. And people have. Their, their feelings on fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's talking about uh, Ronald Jones and his job security. That uh, looking at how he's looking, that he may not actually make the final cut. How do you guys feel that that's going to go? And it's just from conversations he's had with coaches. But quite surprising because somebody just brought him in. But mm-hmm. but then again, we saw that same scenario with Haha Clinton Dix a couple of years ago. Very true. Yeah. Uh, I, I and I love the fact that they may be trending just a little bit towards not caring about how they brought someone in. They're yep. going to look at what's the value. Are they going to help? Uh, uh, I really would not like to see them trying to add a running back in the draft that could definitely put. Jones at risk, and so yeah, that's it's, it's, a, that's it's a valid is going. question, at least for me. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that perhaps is where Fish is and um, what he's been he's heard in the whispers. So, um, because there's there's some talk about how Deuce Bourne is tied quite closely to the Cowboys, and we're talking about late round running backs, yep. um, yeah, um, and it's a deep position, so I think that perhaps. One and two, the left and the right hand are slightly trying to talk to each other somewhere there. I'm not sure. Um, bring back Zeke. Yeah, that's always a good option. Well, after after the draft, I'm sure Zeke will be happy to take three million or whatever, you know. So um, <laughs> if nobody signed him up. But. Yeah. It's it's not an inconceivable idea. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is true. It, it could happen. <laughs> yeah. All right, so should we get into some would you rather's then, guys? Because I've got quite a few years. Some of them are more yep. complicated than others. Some of them are fairly easy. Don't just give me your one word answer. Give me your answer and the reasons why. <laughs> That's right. Uh, that was that quite intense. Went on for longer than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop now, kept tailing on. Right, okay. Uh, so play along at home as well. Give us your answers, guys. If you're watching and it's not live, just put it in the comments what answer you're giving it to. Love to know what your guys' feelings are. As we always say, it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so there's no wrong or right answer to any of these. Pick 26 then, guys, and I think I already know where this answer is about to go. Okay. Pick number 26. What? Who would you rather or what would you rather? Osiris Torrance, offensive guard. 
or cornerback Emmanuel Forbes? Vanessa Torrance is a right guard. That's Very the... true. There you go. That was the sneaky one. I was wondering if anyone's going to pick up on that. Well done, Mr. Paul. You and yourself, 12 you know, UK you, Cowboys you... points. <laughs> You know me, I do know my offensive line. You like your car, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You like your line, you like your line. So so is that something that's going to put you off the O'Sirens yeah. Torrance experience? Yes, unfortunately. Mm. Like, and uh, as anyone may, may know, like, I hate shifting players out of their natural position to somewhere yeah. else, I, I like, especially within the offensive line. So for like, uh, Torrance to play on the left hand side where he's literally played not next to zero in his college career. It'll be, a big, it'll be a big learning block. Different different style of well, different position of stance, different different movement. Like he's not kicking back, then pass protection with his more predominant foot, etc. etc. His first step, all those play into a big massive factor. So I would go against that idea and possibly go with the cornerback in this scenario. Okay. Like we've said before, playing left and right is like wiping your butt with the wrong hand. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. I, I will say, I don't think that puts the Cowboys staff off it nearly as much. No. Uh, yeah, they, re remember, they, they love to draft tackles and make guards out of them. That was the uh -oh. plan with Tyler Smith. Uh, they've you know, move guys from the left side to the right side at tackle uh, quite a bit. So I think they might believe in that. And like I said, I I really would like to see them beef up uh, the line with left guard being the the primary concern for me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if you know, if they think they can can switch him over the course of the. Uh, the OTAs and getting into training camp, uh, I'd lean for the for the 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 guard guy. because oh, yeah. I, I I mean the issue you've got is that if we don't take if we draft Emmanuel Forbes, who is by the way very small, he's a tiny guy, he's like 160 pounds. Um, yeah, oh, he's very, okay, very okay, good. okay. I might change my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> Now that you mentioned that, yeah, I think I might swing towards of actually going to, going against my principle here of shifting offensive limit to a different position. So, yeah. 170 pounds, sorry, 170 pounds. Still, Still light. Still, Still. Light. Still, yeah. Yeah. Um, like to me, the issue is, is if you didn't do this option, you're looking at either tumor. Is going to be playing your left guard spot, or we're going with what Jerry Jones has said, and we're putting in Terrence Steele. <sighs> I would not. I would not put Terrence Steele at guard. Keep him at right tackle. Keep him there. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, now I, I tell you, I don't want. I'm not sleeping on Adoga. I mean, no, they they may have someone they're willing to go into the season with. Uh, but I, I still would like to see him beef that up. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm with you there. But like, you know, like if they start went into the season, Tom, with tumor at left guard, you're kind of like, mm -hmm. okay. You're not like happy and thrilled about it, but you're like, okay, let's see what he's got then. Let's go with it. 
I'm with you. Yeah. For definitely. Yeah, I think just to throw my two pence in as well, I'd stick with the offensive line as well because, um, again, that's where the question mark is, if if anything, on this team. Because at the moment, well, uh, you know, barring injury, you know, you should have your starting three set up at least, and you've you've got McQuamu coming in. You've got you saw something from right as well, so you maybe got one, two, three, four, five corners. Um, available for this defense, um, you, you've got the que- the question mark at the moment is probably with what you're doing with left guard, and if you yeah. can get even a body in there, um, you know, and at least, you know, again, you were saying that Conor McGovern was more of a right more of a right guard than a yeah, left guard, uh, um, yeah. you know, and He's yet he was serviceable. It. He was more than serviceable yeah. last year. I mean, True. you know, it, it, there's a I reason why you. he's. He, now in Buffalo, earning twenty four million over three years, you know. So and he'll play right. He play right guard there as well, ironically. But, but there, there was a reason why, because he was he was actually kept in that position all season. He wasn't getting shifted about as much. But, 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 but he yeah. did play fullback. <laughs> all right, all right. If you want to count that in, then cool, whatever. But no. I mean, I mean, no. within the within the offensive line, no. Yeah, don't worry. I don't know why I'm bringing that up because that actually lost me a bet. So it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, you owe your ten bucks to who was it? Who was it again? Rob, Rob Phillips. Rob Phillips, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go with another one. Remember, these are hypotheticals. So before people say this would never happen, I agree. But we're just to find out people's value and frame of mind. Third round, guys. Right. So Fun here we go. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're into we're into pick number ninety here. Third round pick. Who would you rather? Quarterback Hendon Hooker or linebacker Nolan Smith? Linebacker. Nolan Smith. In the third round. You like like from Georgia? Yes. Oh. But he's if not going to be in the third round. I mate. just <laughs> said that the hypotheticals, Mr. I Paul. know, but still though, that's like extreme. Um you're gonna like. I like. I really do like Hendon Hooker, but oh, I would wouldn't mind adding more firepower to that defensive line. Yeah, more just more firepower. So because here's my issue, right, Paul, with Nolan Smith, and watching the tape, right, you look at Nolan Smith at the combine and takes your breath away. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You watch the tape, and I'm looking at it like, I don't know. It's difficult, because the tape doesn't show you as much as you see in the combine. Hmm. And if you're drafting Hendon Hooker, you're redshirting. Yeah, fingers crossed you're not not relying on Hendon Hooker at all, but... um... I have to. I have to go with Paul. Actually, I'd probably you know, having a have a have a bookend to uh, Micah Parsons, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. fr- from all accounts, if the Cowboys took somebody like Demar uh, Overshawn from Texas, mm-hmm. they're, oh, they're, they're, talking. they're toying at making him an edge player. Um, yeah. You know, you probably could bulk him up. Uh huh. So yeah. you know, again, again, that's. 
that you know they're already toying with ideas that they can have if if things fall to them. So um, I think Smith Smith in the third round. I mean that's you know I think if you looked at his tape, third round is probably where you were probably expecting. Yeah. Then throw in the combine, and that's why he suddenly jumped up. You know he's he's the equivalent of some of the guys last year that you know start started the whole draft process. They were probably fifth rounders. By the end of by the end of the draft, they were they'd been taken in the first round. You were like, mm-hmm. well, if you'd gone back and had a look, what why the hell was he in the first round? But um, you can say the same thing about Micah Parsons. He had no tape. Um, just to answer Little Matt's question, Hendon Cooker is twenty five. Yes. So so it's so he was born in January thirteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Mm. He is an old but, prospect. But hey, we've we've had old quarterback start for the Cowboys and take you to five Super Bowls with it. So um, I will yeah. with Vinny Testaverde when he came to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, but qu- quarterback is a different breed. They have such a longer lifespan with all the rules protecting them, and if yeah. properly used and not turned into a pseudo running back like certain teams uh, in the NFC East have done with their starter. <laughs> so. Uh, I, you know, I, I, the age itself would make me think they should lean the other direction. I, I'd have to say that. Nolan Smith. Okay. Now, have you got a pen for the next one? Because you need to write a couple of things down for this one. If just, not, I can I can just repeat it so you got it in your head. So this I'll is just, a little I'll, of I'll a long-winded one. I'll just type it. It's a little of a long-winded one. So here we go, right? This is a trade-down scenario in the second round. So the Cowboys trade out a pick number 58 to pick number 62 with the Eagles. All right? They also get pick number 94 in the third round and a conditional fourth round in 2024. With their picks at number 62 and 94, they draft tight end Darnell Washington and defensive tackle Keanu Benton. For you know, I see there. He's coming up, right? Or do you trade out of the first round, pick number twenty-six, for pick number thirty-three with Houston, and they get pick number thirty-three, sixty-five, and one hundred and four. With those picks, they get Steve, Steve Avila, Drew Sanders, and Jaqueline Roy. Yes, without a shadow of a doubt. But you get yes. no first round pick. I don't care. Like, it, yeah, it, it fills the, it fills the needs more substantially for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're if you're getting Avila, mm-hmm. yeah, that that yeah. <laughs> I mean, think <laughs> think of twenty six as high second round pick. That's go. the way the talent stacks up. Is there's almost never more than twenty to twenty five legitimate first round values mm-hmm. the cowboys are just you know hovering on the edge of, of having one there uh uh i don't know if this is seen as a, exactly how strong it is i know that there's some positions that are really strong others that aren't this year but they're getting linked to avala a lot already yeah. plays right yep. there at tcu just down the road in fort worth sure. uh yeah. they're very familiar with him i think they might have him in their sights and picking up the extra picks yeah i mean the drafting especially after the first round is a numbers game you're firing your shotgun and hoping you get some hits 
Okay, so, so you're happy to trade out of the first, get the extra, get Avila, Sanders, and Roy, who they've had in, rather than trading your second round pick for Washington and Benton. Uh, just to confirm, you're talking about Roy, the defensive interior tackle for LSU. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would be the best second round, like just from. The, like just players are coming to college when you look at yeah, it, yeah, I would yeah. say that would be like spot on. Now, and 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 I do do agree with a lot of the comments. I think the second year is our most important picks this year. Mm-hmm. The, the whole draft, the first rounds, it could be anything, but I think the most important pieces of the puzzle are going to be those second that second round pick. If we trade back and whatever we do in that second round, it's going to be very fundamental going forward. Yeah, uh, just a, a quick one to interject. I see your comments on Twitter, guys. We cannot bring them up on here. I we, we do apologize, it's the system. Yeah, but, yeah, um, guys. If you want to get your comments in, come on to YouTube or come on to our Facebook group and get your the comments best way. in there. Yeah, and I, we, we can bring them up for you. But a lot of people are agreeing second option, so a lot of people are quite happy to trade out of the first round if that means we get a top notch interior offensive lineman a linebacker and a defensive tackle then Absolutely. multiple mul- multiple yeah. picks but no first round pick is what we're happy with and yeah. and, and roy is a, a true one tech as well all right yeah I, th- I think the only person who'd be upset would be linda wells by all accounts he absolutely loves darnell washington um, yeah. i think i think it was hellman on one of the podcasts this week maybe about them boys or something like that and um he he was saying that you know He'd, he'd been speaking to Lunda Wells, and Lunda Wells' eyes lit, eyes lit up like a lovesick teenager. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. Should we go for another one? Go yep. for it. All right, then. This is pick number 58. We're back to this. We're staying in the second round, right? Okay. Defensive tackle, no nose tackle, Saika Aika. Ooh, that's my guy. That is my guy this year. Oh, interior offensive lineman, John Michael Schmitz. Aika, Aika, Aika. I, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm, go, I'm agreeing with Paul on this. That oh, interesting. Just, all right. Again, you know, yes, the Cowboys value position flex and all that, but you know, you saw what happened last year when Hankins went down. Bahana, for a fifth round pick, hasn't developed yet to what we need. Um, you know, somebody like Ika, who even has some pass rushing skills as well and has the potential to develop that in the next couple of years, especially under, again, going back, Dan Quinn seems to get pot of gold out absolutely everything. So, um, you know, if you can develop something like that, then that that's that's where I'd be going. Yeah, I... Come on, I... I would love to see the Cowboys invest in some some defensive tackle beef. I mean, yeah. you're talking a guy that's three thirty five, that anchor you need. Uh, they they have lacked that. That's why I'm so glad they brought Hankins back. Uh, yeah, that gives them some hope there. But yeah, if you can upgrade in the draft and get get some something that'll that'll carry forward for a, a few seasons, yeah. Uh, as much as I like. Uh, interior defensive line I, I i really think they've been very lax in addressing those defensive tackles there you go uh and, and uh 
also in the exercise that we did on riled up, I, it was interesting to note that half the teams that made the playoffs had spent a first round pick mm-hmm. on a, a defensive tackle. So yeah. that is n- kind of an indicator that that's a viable way to go. Uh, and, and so yeah, getting one later on is, is even better if it's a good player that fits that profile. I think they need to really pay attention to the mm-hmm. nose tackle type. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially, and, especially in the one tech position, like cause we've got a couple of guys already in the Cowboys that play as the free tech, like just off the, in between the, the, the guard and the tackle. Mm-hmm. And we, but we don't have one off the guard and center. So in the a gap or one tech position. So, Oof. And that's something we do lack of. Like we do have what's his name, Jonathan Hankins back in, but yeah, like we do need someone to be in there more longer term. So I think like I said, getting like a Ica and there and depends what we do in the first round. You didn't mention the first round. What we no, 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 no. This is in a vacuum. I know, but I'm just saying yeah. that hypothetically saying that we, we may have win offensive linemen in the mm-hmm. first round anyway. So I would have been more open to get a good guy like Saika Aika from Baylor in there who can play the one tech, who kind of, for me personally, I think he resembles a lot like Vita Vea from Tampa Bay. That's who he resembles of in terms of his playing style. So I'm truly up for that. Okay. Yeah. Twitter, uh, just so you know, Twitter, I'm looking at it and it is a split decision going on there right now. Ooh. Yes. Um, so quite interesting. But yeah, I, I'm coming off the piggybacking of your comment, Tom, is... I think they do need to beef up the, the defensive line. And also on the other side of it is if they drafted another guy, say first or second round, that's a first or second round guy, another one on the offensive line. Whereas look at the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like defense, there is no first or second round defensive lineman on that. I know obviously there are there's one that they've got him, but they didn't draft him. He's come in off free agency, so... Yes. All right, then. Here's the next one. What would you rather, Devon Witherspoon, cornerback, or wide receiver, Quinton Johnson? <laughs> well, um, it's pretty much an easy one for me, I think. I would say, I would just, like, they're just based on pure talent. Yeah. And obviously, and so is it based on the first round? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Has to be Quentin Johnson. Oh, interesting. Hell See, yeah, I boy. if you go by what we've we've put into this Cowboys team this year, I think first first round wide receivers probably off the board. I mean, you've got you got Brandon Cooks for cheap. You got what you hope is Michael Gallup coming back. You've got C.D. Lamb, who's established himself as a number one. So anybody that's coming in. You know, is is going to be struggling to get on the field. You want something to to happen there. As I say, you still got potentially a question mark at um, cornerbacks. Um, you've got age as well, and you maybe want to draft and develop. So, I'd probably go with Witherspoon to be honest. Mm. Mm. Sneaky. Now, I was thinking actually about that whole thing about the wide receiver situation that in order to have three good wide receivers, you have to have four. Correct. Because, yep. because you're always going to have someone that misses games. Yeah. And plus, I frankly would like someone to challenge Gallup for the, the, the three three hole. I, I, 
I I like Michael Gallup pre his injury. Yes. I I just have this, you know, I need to see him return to that to have confidence in it. So, you know, I would go with Johnson. Uh, I would want the wide receiver come in, load up. It's, you know, they're both money positions, but uh, in this case, I think just looking at all, uh, you know, I, I, you know, at corner, I think with what they've got, I think they can weather one injury there better than they can weather one injury at wide receiver. And that's just my logic on that. Yeah. All right, then. Here's one for you, then, Tom. I was thinking of you when I wrote this one. <laughs> pick number 58, running back, Devon A. Chang. Or at pick 90, cornerback, Darius Rush. Which would you rather? Okay, now you've kind of mentioned the fact in the pregame that I'm an Aggie. Yes. But I've watched A-Chain so much, and that guy is dynamic. He is Very. electric. Uh, and, you know, he can go up the middle, he can go wide, and he's great in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just would love to see them get him. What You said at 58? 58. Yeah, it, it's it it may be a little rich, but I think he may be worth it. I think that's a guy that I would I would have to go with, not just in my heart, but thinking about what the Cowboys need to do on offense, what we're hoping to see yeah. out of out of the Mike McCarthy offense now that he really has the reins in his hands. Uh, forget about Brian Sch- uh, Schottenheimer; he's he's helping McCarthy make the plans. McCarthy is going to run the offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's, you know, just to me, I would love to see what he could do with AJ. I would love to see a lot of pony sets with him and Tony Pollard. Definitely. And then you can utilize both because both can play the passing game. Mm -hmm. West Coast offense, you can shift them out into the slot if you wanted to as well. Um, But that was a big thing for me with AJ is that you've got Tony Pollard. So he is your bell cow. Because I think the only thing that lacks for aging um, in the NFL is I just see him as he will always be a change of pace back. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm an argue myself. So I've seen him play loads. And I think the same thing. I think he's dynamic and electric. But because of that, you know, the the, the, the slight frame, I just I, I want to limit the number of snaps that he takes. I don't want him in there on a high number because I think mm-hmm. you're going to get uh, throughout the season, he's just going to start to tail off. Yeah. Well, if Tony Pollard hadn't moved from being a change of pace back to now being their lead back, I I would, you know, be hesitant about it. But yeah, they, they I think the team needs both. They need one of each. Definitely. And so, yeah, I, I'd love a chain uh, on yeah. the team. All right. What about you guys? You can go either way. I, I love Darius Rush. Darius Rush in the senior bowl was but hit me with it, guys. Who? What, which would you rather? I can. I'm, hmm? I'm, okay. I'm on the. I'm on the fence, to be honest. I, ah. I can, I, as you, my, my concern is that A chain is another, effectively another Tony Pollard. Um, yeah. You don't have what we're missing at the moment, and we don't. There isn't really somebody in the in the draft, at, certainly at that level, that you're you're looking for a big body. Uh, running back. Um, 
which is why, again, you know, we were joking about bringing back Zeke after the draft. That's going to be the case because uh, you don't know what's happening. But, um, yeah, I mean, the more weapons you have on offense, especially, you know, West Coast offense, you're trying to use every single yard on the pitch. Um, not not just vertically, but also um, horizontally as well. Um, you know, something like that would be fantastic as well. And then, as you say, you know, g- g- giving, giving power to this defense as well and, you know, giving you another option at cornerback. So mm. I'd, re- I'd be happy with either pick, you know, and especially, you know, you're not giving us a one or the other, you know, you're saying 58 or 90. Oh, six, 90, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just to translate as well, Tom, um, pitch means field. Yep. <laughs> in the UK. Just just in case you were wondering why he said pitch. Yeah, like football pitch, football field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Actually, just... I actually, I actually knew that, although I would oh, have had oh, to stop yeah. and think about it for a little bit. I know you've been in the, I know you've been in the UK, so yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit oh, you with I, the last I one. Try, I tried. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, if you got it, if you got to take, we'll take your take, Tom. Or do you want the last one so uh, we can wrap him up? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just rambling. All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> no, no, all right. It's fine. I like your rambles. I like your rambles. Right. All right. So do you want the Cowboys in this option? Would you rather that they traded away pick 129 and in return they – they trade away 129 to the San Francisco 49ers and they get pick 164 and 173. With those two picks, they draft Antonio Murphy and called and quarterback Clayton Tune with those two picks. Oh. Or, or do they hold fast at 129 and draft running back Tajay Spears? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one, my eye will get that one. Oh. And look, look at look, look at Lorne. Lorne is back emotional in. Emotional damage. It really is emotional so if damage. You, if yep. you have to stop and think that hard about it, is there a wrong answer? Exactly. No. Yeah. There's no wrong answer in that one. They're hypotheticals. I like Taji Spears a lot as well. Yeah, go watch his senior bowl tape. Oh, that but, guy was flying up the field in practices. But at the same time, like depend again, we just well, obviously we don't know what we've done before, but but in this hypothetical scenario, yeah, 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 yeah. like we do get an we do get a left guard in, and also and Chun's what position is Chun again? Quarterback. quarterback, he's quarterback. he's he's quite a prolific passer. He's from mm. is, is it Houston? He is as well. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, the Houston quarterback. Ah. Uh, so, for, 40 TDs last season, and yeah. Yeah. um, you know, and that's playing behind a fairly porous offensive line as well. So, yeah. imagine oh. imagine them in our offense. I mean, heaven forbid we want 20, 20 21 games out of Dak this year, but um, big arm, big arm. Yeah. Uh, oh. Mm. 
Let's go to Tom while you have a thing. What's Tom gonna do here? I I kind of like the two for one myself. Yeah. Uh, See, that's that's the one. Address a couple extra things with some pretty intriguing players. Yeah. Uh, I I I do like the idea of getting in a guy that can sling it all over the field. Bet he does have a big. They can develop. Uh, somebody that may be your your real quarterback too, who's not just a guy that's. I mean, we've all got to love what Cooper Rush did, but he was yeah. he was strictly driving the bus. Yeah, uh, I like a guy that maybe they could continue to run the same offense through effectively. Yeah, he's very he's very different to Dak, which is what my concern is because. You always want your backup quarterback to be something fairly similar, so you don't have to change too much on the offense. So he is very different. But for me, he's my quarterback seven, um, above just above Max Duggan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to go with Ty G Spears because I think he will deliver more offensive weapons towards that. Mm-hmm. You have always loved Tajay Spears. Stick with your guns, Paul. Yeah, like as much it pains because I do like the idea of the two for one that Tom just mentioned there. That you are mm-hmm. getting a guard and you're getting like a backer quarterback. But with those reasons that it's just mentioned there, like different type of quarterback compared to what we've already got, yeah. it has kind of put me off a little bit. So I'd rather have more weapons available for that to kind of like spread out the offense. So I'm going to go with Tajay Spears in this one. All right, split decision then, are we? I believe so. Yeah, I, <laughs> it, that that really is a scunner, anyway. Um, I think I'd I'd probably go Tajay Spears as well. Just purely, I can I can see what Tom's saying. You know, the two two for one, but again, Maffy's yeah, yeah. Maffy's going to need time to develop. Um, same with. You don't expect uh, June to get in as well. Um, I think you're you're going to get more out of Tajay Spears this season. Um, you know, and again, it's it's relatively low cost. That you know, if he turns around and he's he's brilliant, you know, uh, for the next four years, then you know he'll be relatively cheap to. You can do a Tony Pollard type deal or whatever, you know. And I, and again, it focuses Tony Pollard as well for this season that, um, you know, he needs to produce this year if he wants to parlay it into a, a contract. Or, you know, he he needs to get his agents to to get this long term deal done once yeah, once you, yeah. if you put some serious draft capital in. Yeah, yeah very true. I, I I wanted to just throw in a little kind of breaking news since uh oh. Dar- Ooh. since uh, Darnell Washington's name has has cropped up. Mm. Uh, Todd Archer was reporting just within the hour that he was a visitor to the star. Yeah. So there's definitely as, there. as was Tucker Craft from South Dakota. Another State. tight end, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they are seriously looking at it and there were some people talking behind the scenes uh, I was talking to saying that the coaches are seriously looking at tight end, Tom. They are very yeah. interested in it. Yeah, you can you can look at the uh, 30 visits named we've Always got, helped. and they're kind of looking – it looks to me like they're looking all over the draft too. Mm. 
they're not yeah. trying to look at a particular spot or name they're trying to figure out where they can get one yeah. and and you know still allocate the resources properly yeah i mean like we was talking last week me and paul about the wide receivers they brought in for 30 visits and i think like people are paying a lot of attention to the fact they had a lot of wide receivers and i was like but well, what is more telling to me is not so much they're looking at a lot of wide receivers. It's that they're willing to look at a lot of different types of wide receivers. So you've got everything from Josh Downs to Quentin, you know, it's Jalen Hyer. They're looking at all of them. They're not pigeonholing themselves to one particular. They're willing to just open the door to whatever they can, um, not what they can grab, but what they can use and utilize in a way that they want to. But the, the, I mean, the other thing with the 30 visits as well, wh where Dallas have a, an advantage is obviously we have the Dallas Day as well, so you get so many of these guys yeah. coming in as well as Dallas Day people that you know you can use some of your 30 visits as smoke and mirrors so that yes. you know team, teams are going, Oh, wait a minute, the Cowboys are interested in him, right? He's potentially first round. Let's god, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go for him at number 19 or something like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. um you, I think if you look at the last couple of years worth of draft, there's only been a couple of guys that they've drafted that have been part of the 30 visits. But, you know, the, these guys have been on the table as well. Mm. So they're just covering all their bases and using some uh, an element of smoke and mirrors mm. with it. Definitely. Yeah, Dallas State is, a, is an advantage to Dallas because that's a talent-rich area. Yeah. And they sometimes grab a guy who was – you know, going to be a first or second round uh, option and use the Dallas Day visit on him so they can go look at somebody else with uh, one of their, their traditional yeah. 30 visits. It, like take Jackson Smith, for instance, like Ohio yeah. State, but because he grew up in the Dallas area, they can use him on Dallas Days. Mm -hmm. Sneaky little, um, like you say, in such a nice pool uh, of talent there. You know, like I've always said, especially the colleges around there, that you could just hold a stone in your hand and do a 360 and lob it and you'll hit a four-star recruit so uh, <laughs> if you're in texas it's yeah, and, the, and the high the high school talent is is yeah. really good in dallas yeah oh yeah yeah i i mean because friend of the friend of the show heckma harrison's been doing mm -hmm. coverage on wfaa i've been staying up on friday nights and watching watching that till 4 a.m or whatever you know so, um, <laughs> It's been good watching that. As he says, truth is in the booth, mate. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that is. Uh, oh, there we go. Tom, so we've gone a little bit over. To apologise. Um, oh. So yes. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. We will very, very quickly. Paul, if you hit me with this, and then we'll let uh, everybody know where they can catch. Yeah, I'm sure. Yep, sure. Um, guys, if you're planning to go to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, be sure to go and check out CowboysExperience.com for meet and greet, <laughs> game tickets, tailgating, and much, much more. Yeah, and obviously, hit me with that as well, Lorne. Are you there, Lorne? Right, okay, so check out our <laughs> Ring of Honor, these guys here, Talking Cowboys, Hanging the Boys. Um got to mention obviously blogging the boys you know obviously we've got three guys here who all work for them as well so um i, I particularly like it the weekend obviously paul's show with meg um yeah. obviously tom your show's great that's on my downloads as well 
Um, other ones here, Big Game James, Pick 6 Sports, Skywalker Steel, Katie's Funhouse. Um, you know, <laughs> I keep telling you, I'm, I'm listening to all your podcasts at one and a half speed because I'm, I'm just trying to get through <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of choice in there, right? But uh, where can yeah. everybody find you, Tom? I know it's on the screen and we've had it scrolling across the bottom, but let everybody know, where can they find your work, your show, and Twitter as well? Yeah, I'm. Uh, of course, I'm our front page writer at Blogging the Boys. Uh, been there over a decade mm. for something that I thought was like, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot and see if they'll even pay attention. It was it's kind of stunning <laughs> to still be rolling along. And actually have people that read my stuff, which I absolutely love. I love people to read what I write and and comment on it and get interested and maybe learn something and think about something different. Uh, I have the the Riled Up podcast, which I think has just gone live uh, right now. Uh, comes out every Thursday, and uh, uh, on Twitter, as you know, as long as the the Poor beleaguered platform survives along with. <laughs> uh, I'm. You can look find me at Tom Ryle BTB. It's Ryle with an a Y. Uh, it's a good old English name. I want yeah. To yes. Yep. Uh, you don't find it much over here, uh, and it's amazing how many Americans look at me and go, "Mr. Riley," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Ryle." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Please, uh, you know, give me a listen, give me a follow if you want. Uh, uh, thanks, thanks again, guys. Uh, it was a blast. Hey, so it's a pleasure to have you, mate. Next time we get, next time you're on here, we need to get the cigars out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. RJ frowned at that whole idea for the, for the, <laughs> the live stream, but yeah, I might be willing to go there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I mean, we've got the draft day shows coming up, so we're going to get everybody back in again. So we we'll definitely get you in to get. Um, your takes on it, that's for sure um, But as we do on every show We have to give a big shout out To the Yukis, the MVPs of the show Which is you guys You were in force tonight uh, It was a pleasure to have you all with us And invite you in your homes Have a lovely weekend, stay safe everybody And as we always do every week These guys get the last say So you get the last say and we'll take this show out You know what I'm going to say Dallas forever, Philly for never <laughs> Yep <laughs> Can't two, say more than that. Two weeks and then lots of coffee. <laughs>